Hello, T-West family and friends. Thank you for tuning in, where we take the time to refocus, refresh, and reflect on God's Word and practical ways to apply it to our lives. My name is Karen, and this week we're going to be focusing on the topic, Jealousy. Hope you are blessed. This week's devotion is taken from the book entitled Life Stories, 101 Stories with Life-Changing Lessons by authors Delbert and Susan Baker. More about the book in the description. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are asking again for your presence to be with us and on this message. We want to get to know you. Teach us something about yourself in your word and help us grow in Christ today. Amen. What do you see? The scripture is taken from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12 and 13. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Two men both seriously ill, occupied the same hospital room with a hospital window. One man was allowed to sit up in his bed for an hour a day to drain the fluids from his lungs. His bed was next to the room's only window. The other man, paralyzed, had to spend all his time flat on his back. The men talked for hours on end. They spoke of their wives and families, their homes, their jobs, their involvement in the military service, where they had been on vacation. And every afternoon, when the man in the next bed to the window could sit up, he would pass the time by describing to his roommate all the things he could see outside the hospital window. The man in the other bed would live for those one-hour periods where his world would be broadened and enlivened by all the activity and the color of the outside world. The window overlooked a park with a lovely lake, the man had said. Ducks and swans played on the water while little children sailed their model boats. Lovers walked arm in arm amid flowers of every color of the rainbow. Grand old trees graced the landscape and a fine view of the city skyline could be seen in the distance. As a man by the window described all this in exquisite detail, the man on the other side of the room would close his eye and imagine the picturesque scene. One warm afternoon, the man by the window described the parade passing by. Although the other man could not hear the band, he could see it in his mind's eye as the gentleman by the window portrayed it with descriptive words. Unexpectedly, an alien thought entered his head. Why should he have all the pleasure of seeing everything while I never get to see anything? It didn't seem fair. As the thought fermented, the man felt ashamed at first. But as the days passed and he missed seeing more sights, his envy eroded into resentment and soon turned him sour. He began to brood and found himself unable to sleep. 
he should be by the hospital window, and that thought now controlled his life. Late one night, as he laid staring at the ceiling, the man by the hospital window began to cough. He was choking on the fluid in his lungs. The other man watched in the dimly lit room as a struggling man by the hospital window groped for the button to call for help. Listening from across the room, he never moved, never pushed his own button which would have brought the nurse running. In less than five minutes, the coughing and choking stopped. Now, there was only silence, deathly silence. The following morning, the day nurse arrived to bring water for their bath. When she found the lifeless body of the man by the hospital window, she was saddened and called the hospital attendant to take it away. No works, no fuss. As soon as it seemed appropriate, the man asked if he could be moved next to the hospital window. The nurse was happy to make the switch, and after making sure he was comfortable, she left him alone. Slowly, painfully, he propped himself up on one elbow to take his first look. Finally, he would have the joy of seeing it all himself. He strained to slowly turn to look out the hospital window beside the bed. It faced a brick wall. The dictionary defines jealous as feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. So when we use the word jealous, we use it in a sense of being envious of someone who has something we do not have. This kind of jealousy is a sin and not a characteristic of a Christian. Rather, it shows that we are still being controlled by our own desires. Galatians 5 verse 26 says, Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Some examples in the Bible of jealousy, which would be Genesis, all the way from Genesis to Revelation. We have Cain and Abel in Genesis 4. We have Leah and Rachel in Genesis 29 to 30, and they were sisters. We have brothers Jacob and Esau in Genesis 25. We have King Saul and David in 1 Samuel 15 to 31. We have the older brother of the prodigal son in Luke 15, and even the Corinthian church, which is found in 1 Corinthians 3. Comparison is a form of jealousy. Being jealous indicates that we are not satisfied with what God has given us. The Bible tells us to be content with what we have, for God will never fail or forsake us. In order to combat jealousy, we need to become more like Jesus and less like ourselves. And we can get to know him through the Bible study, prayer, fellowship with mature believers. As we learn how to serve others instead of ourselves, our hearts will begin to change. The paralyzed man had an opportunity in the story to help the choking man. He could have pressed a button and called for help. And likewise, we have a button called prayer. Make the right choice and pray for the world's salvation. We can encourage and motivate others who are depressed with the Bible and all that Jesus has for us in heaven. Unlike the man at the window, the views are real, as seen by many like John. Being thankful helps conquer jealousy. We can write down and think about things that we can be thankful for. And usually, we never know what we have until it's gone. So remember, the answer is love. 
the greatest commandment. According to Jesus, it offers a summary of the law as well as a foundation for all Christians. Matthew 22 verse 37 to 40 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is a great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends all the law and the prophets. When we devote ourselves to loving God and loving our neighbors, we will inevitably turn our attention away from ourselves. This call to love is fundamental, demanding and only possible for those who have been born again by the Spirit of God. The Bible tells us that we are to have a perfect kind of love that God has for us. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 45 The more we focus on ourselves and on our own desires, the less we are able to focus on God. When we allow the Holy Spirit to control us, He will produce in us the fruit of our salvation, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5 verse 22 and 23. So let's remember, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Philippians 2 verse 4. So thank you again for tuning in, where we take time to refocus, refresh, and reflect. Before you go, let's meditate on this song by Emily Brown, entitled, I'm Trying to Be Like Jesus. I'm trying to love my neighbor I'm learning to serve my friends I watch for the day of gladness When Jesus will come again I try to remember the lessons he taught Then the Holy Spirit Enters into my thoughts, saying, Love one another as Jesus loved you. Try to show kindness in all that you do. Be gentle and loving in deed and in thought, for these are the things Jesus taught. trying to be like Jesus. I'm following in his ways. I'm trying to love as he did in all that I do and say. At times I am tempted to make a wrong choice, but I try
Let us pray. Loving Father, thank you for the opportunity of spending time with you. Help us to remember that you are a God of love and our aim and goal is to be like you. The more we behold you, the more we become like you. Amen. I hope you were blessed and we will see you next week.